Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me here today to talk about AWS IoT ThinksGraph. One of the key capabilities that IoT unlocks is the ability to stitch together different devices and web services and make them work in a concerted manner in order to automate your business processes. Automation leads to higher efficiencies, makes the workforce more productive, and frees up developers to do more important tasks, essentially allowing companies and organizations to innovate rapidly. Today, we will talk about ThingsGraph that makes it very easy to build, manage, scale, evolve, and monitor your automation applications all from one location. My name is Pushpak Pujari. I am the product manager of this service, and I will be joined on stage by Manjunath from Tata Consultancy Services, who is one of our partners in the Amazon Partner Network, and by Bharat Lingam, who is the CEO of Xcube Labs, again, another partner at Amazon Partner Network. We will have, we'll, we've broken the session into three parts. In the first part, uh, I'll walk you through the different features that ThingsGraph has. In the next phase, I will invite our partners over to share their experiences of working with ThingsGraph and their future plans. And we will end the session with a demo of an application that we create from scratch using ThingsGraph. Okay, before we get anywhere, let's talk about what kind of automation applications do, are we talking about. We'll give you two examples. Say you're in the hospitality business and you wanted to give a personalized offering to each of your guests. You wanted to connect your door locks with your uh, guest databases, right? And then connect them with the different devices and uh, such as a light bulb, such as TVs, uh, blinds, and thermostats that you have in each room. Because no two people are different. I like my room hot. My wife likes it very cold. But if my preferences are set in, and the hotel, hotel knows who's in the house or who's in the room, we get a very differentiated and personalized offering. Wouldn't this be nice to have? The next time you go into your hotel room, just think about this. The other example was, suppose you want to make it easy for parents around the world to have a night of peaceful sleep, right? You wanted to have a simple baby monitoring application that records the sounds from a baby's room and uses machine learning to detect if the baby is crying or not. And if the baby is indeed crying, then it starts off by playing some soothing sounds on a speaker, preferably the sounds of his or her mom. And if the cradle is motorized, you can also use it to control the cradle and rock it so the baby falls asleep. However, at the same time, you also start a timer, right? And if the timer has uh, elapsed to more than two minutes and the baby still continues crying, then you do a couple of things. You alert the parents and you start recording the video of the parents of the, of the baby's room and stream it to their mobile device. These are the power of automation applications that makes, it, that makes life convenient. 
right? We would, you would imagine that these applications are so beneficial, but they should be around us. Unfortunately, they're not. And why is that? The reason is building such automation applications is really hard. Why are they hard? There are a couple of reasons why they're hard. First is because of the lack of standards. Or the other way around, there are so many multiple, there are so many standards that every vendor ends up using or following different protocols. And that means that the application builder now has to be proficient in multiple standards and, in, and bridge those gaps across the devices and web services that they use for their solution. This leads to a lot of wasted time and uh, repeated integration effort and distracts uh, organizations from focusing on the core benefit or the value proposition. Additionally, this also requires multiple skill sets. Now, you need to be proficient in cloud technologies. You need to be proficient in device technologies and also have a good understanding of the different standards and the benefits and limitations in order to build those applications. Now, let's imagine that you have, uh, you have two devices or web services that are working together. You've managed to do that, congratulations. For the next step, if you wanted to stitch together multiple such devices as a, as a workflow or as an automation flow, then it means that you just have to repeat that integration effort over and over again. Especially if you think about implementing logic such as if-else and, and having branches for parallel execution. That requires more repeated effort. Now, imagine you have already built your application, but deploying it to edge devices is of another challenge because you need to be able to customize your application for different edge devices or edge platforms out there. That means more and more effort. And finally, once the application is deployed and running, being able to monitor it for stats, for, for metrics, uh, knowing which flows worked, which did not, what was the, what was the cause of error, and, and identifying them requires more custom coding and, uh, and repeated effort. Overall, we learned that it takes organizations months to develop even simple automation applications. So we asked ourselves, how could we make development of automation applications easy? How do we make it simple to take a concept from, from an idea to, uh, to, to market in a matter of weeks? How do we make development of IoT applications more accessible and at the same time make it customizable for different end cases? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to AWS IoT ThingsGraph. ThingsGraph makes it easy to work with different devices and web services and make them work together in a concerted manner with very little effort. ThingsGraph does that by offering four key features. The first is a visual interface that allows you to compile together the different components required for your application and build it with mouse clicks. The second is, whoops, the second is the, the concept of models or representations of your devices and web services 
that abstract away the low-level implementation details, such as data formats, protocols, message syntax, and meaning, and essentially makes it easy to work with the devices. Third, ThingsCraft allows you to quickly deploy your application to edge devices running AWS Greengrass with just a few clicks. And finally, ThingsCraft generates the metrics for you that you would need to monitor the state of your application at any time. Let's go through each of these features one by one. First is the visual interface. We have completely redesigned or rethought how it would be to use a visual interface to design an application. We have, on the right side, a library of the different device representations or models that you have access to that you can use to build your application. The, appli the, the models that you see here include the models that you build yourself or are, are, are accessible to you uh, from somebody else. We also have models for services. And you can search this library to locate your uh, models quickly. You can find this by going to the AWS console and looking for IoT ThingsGraph under IoT. So how do you use the visual interface to build your applications? The first step, you simply drag and drop the different components that you want to have in your application onto the canvas. Next, you connect them via mouse to define interactions and define the order in which they should interact. Interactions can be pre-built, or you can customize them when you are defining your application. And third, you repeat these two steps in order to create a multi-step flow. The visual interface allows you to quickly build applications and take them from concept to market in just a few weeks. ThingsGraph offers a very powerful visual programming layer that allows you to add branches for parallel execution so that even if one branch fail, you don't lose the entire application, but the other branches continue to completion. You can also embed logic such as if-else and and in your application. And you can trigger these applications to execute uh, based on events from locally connected devices. You can have one trigger start multiple flows, or you can have multiple triggers starting a single flow. It all depends on your use case. And you can then use the console to deploy it from the cloud to the edge with just a few clicks. Next, let's talk about models. Because there are so many different standards out there, an application developer needs to be proficient in one or more uh, standards and work with them because devices don't work together out of the box. As a result, it requires application builders to know the different data formats, protocols, message meaning, and syntax, and then recognize, reorganize, and remap these messages between devices and web services so they communicate with each other. Doing this for one or a few devices is still straightforward. However, 
think of having 10 different devices from 10 different vendors. The problem quickly becomes unmanageable. And most of all, it leads to a lot of wasted and repeated effort that takes up valuable time. Models are abstractions that allow you to hide the low-level device complexity and expose its capabilities in terms of states that the device can have, actions that can be taken on it, and the different events or outputs that it generates. For example, a model for a bulb could have states on and off, could have actions such as set state and set brightness, and could generate events such as, hey, I turned off, I just got turned on, and my brightness changed. In ThingsGraph, the models are written in GraphQL using ThingsGraph's data model specification that we have developed specifically for IoT automation workloads. You can use models that are pre-built, or you can use the tools and the documentation to create the models for your devices if you don't find them. ThingsGraph has a concept of namespaces, which is the models that you create reside in your private namespace and are visible only to you. If you wanted to share them with other people, you can push it or, or uh, uh, share them by moving your models to a public namespace. Models are essentially hierarchical, which means you can have a model of models, and you will be able to control multiple devices of the same type with one model. Model helps avoid repeated integration work, and models are the fundamental building blocks that you can combine together. Think of them as Lego blocks, right? Uh, you can combine them to build your application quickly. Once you have designed your application in the cloud, you can push your application to an edge device running AWS IoT Greengrass with just a few clicks. When you do that, the application is pushed to the Greengrass device where it becomes or it acts like a gateway. And you have the power of being able to orchestrate interactions between locally connected devices or include web services such as Amazon Recognition, S3, SQS, Lambda, and many others to make a fully orchestrated automation applications at the edge. ThingsCraft supports MQTT and Modbus protocols natively, with support for more protocols going to be added on a monthly basis. To run your applications at the edge when you're ready to deploy them, the first thing we need to do is specify the parameters. This includes which flow you want to deploy. You can name a deployment. You need to specify the green grass group that you want to deploy your application to. And you need to specify an S3 bucket where ThingsGraph will temporarily place application-related uh, uh, dependencies, such as files or the information of models, temporarily before pushing it to your green grass device. You also have the option of choosing the metrics that, uh, that you want to, if you want to generate uh, from the device or not. Then, 
you assign real-world devices that are part of your IoT registry to the different device models that you're using in your application. ThingsGraph automatically populates this drop-down menu with the different devices that exist in your registry that match the type of the device or, or, the, or the type of the model that you are using in your application. Next, you define a trigger. You could use predefined triggers or you could write your own. Triggers are written in GraphQL, but they have the full flexibility of defining uh, a, a trigger that suits your own needs. And finally, once you click the Deploy button, ThingsGraph packages all the application-related data, such as the, the models, the relationship between the devices, the actual devices. All of the information is packaged and pushed to your Greengrass device for local execution. Once deployed, ThingsGraph listens for the triggered devices uh, sending the trigger messages. And if the conditions are matched, then ThingsGraph starts and executes and manages the flow on your behalf. Monitoring. Once you have deployed your application and it is running at the edge, ThingsGraph generates key metrics that allow you to track the flow execution time, uh, which steps failed, which steps succeeded, which flows failed, which flows succeeded, and generates these metrics for you so you can track them in your CloudWatch account. You also have the full freedom of defining your own metrics. You can use these metrics to analyze trends, set thresholds, and raise alarms if you need to. Next, I will invite Manjunath from Tata Consultancy Services to share their experiences of working with ThingsGraph. Thanks for your pushback. Hi, everyone. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Manjunath, working as an IoT solution architect in Tata Consultancy Services. I'm based in Bangalore, India. So we work on the smart home solution. So we have a team. We work on smart home solution and their adjacencies. So TCS uh, is a global lead in uh, service, uh, providing services, IT services, digital and business solutions. So we partner with our customers to simplify, strengthen, and transform their business. So we are, TCS is a, it's been in service for 50 years. So TCS is a global leader which has 400,000 plus employees, which is uh, like with uh, four, 43 countries and 140, 143 nationalities. <clears throat> so TCS is driving transformation across industries. So TCS has uh, different verticals which working on uh, banking and financial solutions, uh, communication media and other industrial solutions. So TCS has initiated business 4.2 strategies to transfer customer business, uh, business transformation. So TCS, is, TCS has initiated uh, business 4.0, which closely works on embracing the risks and then 
tailor or customize the uh, custom, uh, mass customize and then use the ecosystem and then generate exponential growth. So in TCS, we have different IoT solutions which produces value chain across different solutions. We have connected products, we have industry 4.0, we have smart city and energy management solutions. <clears throat> so here is a, uh, in, in TCS, we have a smart home solution framework which we have developed uh, with integrating different sensors, of integrating different sensors, ambient and uh, ambient sensors. And so we have a smart, smart home use case. We have, we have exhaustive smart home use case, which provides a, like a exhaustive use case for the smart home solutions. So as the user enters the premises of house, so the video stream goes to the homeowner and he acknowledges and authenticates the user who is entering the home and then he remotely unlocks the door. <clears throat> so once the user or guest senses, enters home, the video stream recognizes the user who enters the home and then personalizes the home by setting the lights, curtains, and then the HVAC system in the house. <clears throat> so user can also give voice commands to turn on the TV, make a coffee for him, and then he can, he can use, uh, he can schedule the uh, like robotic cleaner to clean his house. So we have carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide and other safety sensors being installed to monitor safety and then ambience. So now we come to an exhaustive home automation solution. So architecture of this using ThingsGraph. So we have integrated <coughs> different sensors like uh, light, lighting, lights or Wi-Fi. We have connected uh, sensor tag which provides information on temperature, humidity, and then ambient lights. We have or uh, Bluetooth, and we have other sensors like uh, environmental sensors like carbon monoxide sensor, door sensor which are integrated over Zigbee to the gateway, and then we have coffee maker which is integrated over Wi-Fi to the gateway. So we have other appliance control which is a smart plug which is integrated over XB protocol. So if you see in this use case, like we need to integrate different sensors and devices which works on different protocols to, to the gateway. And then the gateway we have created a green gas uh, core and then we have, we have, uh, <coughs> we have integrated this uh, green grass core with uh, uh, like camera feed notification and then Alexa voice lambda function. All these things are subscribed to the green grass group and then deployed into the gateway so that we can have local operation as well as remote operation. So on top of this, we have added IoT, AWS IoT things graph, so which is deployed on top of the green grass to manage all these devices so locally. So we have also a camera which is being streamed to the uh, Kinesis video stream 
and then we have store, we are storing that in the S3 bucket. So we also have a mobile application which can stream this video and then uh, do command and control over the mobile application. <clears throat> so the different IoT services we are using is IoT Core, ThingsGraph, Greengrass, and we are using Amazon S3, and then we have Alexa, Lambda, uh, Alexa, Alexa Skill, and then uh, we are using uh, Kinesis uh, Recognition Engine, so to recognize the human whenever there is uh, for facial recognition. So here we have another use case, like we have two use cases which demonstrate how we have de developed this things graph using the things graph. So one is switch on the lights based on people movement, and other uh, solution is based on the lux intensity, you change the brightness of the light. So these are the two use cases which we have implemented using things graph within a short period of time. So we'll go still deeper on the second use case and then understand how we have done this implementation. So things graph has various reusable device models. So we have used a sensor and the light device model. Sensor will have input of temperature, humidity, and then lux value. The light has the capability of turning on or off, setting the brightness, changing the color of the light. So we need to first deploy this. I mean, we need to create the entity for these device models and for light and then sensor, and then create a workflow to manage the ambient light. So workflow, what we need to do is in workflow, we need to query the parameters of sensor, so which we are interested in ambient lux. We query the ambient lux and then check for the logic whether the required ambient light and the expected one, uh, the expected ambient light and the current ambient lux are close by. If it is not, change the brightness of the light so that you meet the requirements. So this is the workflow we have created. And then this runs on a system flow, like various different workflows can be created in a system flow, and then that is being deployed onto the green gas core, which is on the gateway. So we have, like once we deploy that solution on the gateway, we can achieve interoperability between the devices, which works on different communication protocol and developed by different manufacturer. So what are the benefits we got with the things graph? So before, like, without using the things graph, we need to understand each communication protocol of each manufacturer, and then we need to integrate. This was, like, a bit complex to implement, and it is code intensive. So and then the other thing is, like, since we are using, like, our use case will be, like, uh, we will not be working on one complete, one solution framework. So for each individual customer, we need to customize this because they will be using different sensors across regions. So we need to customize the protocol, integrate those different sensors based on the project. So in that case, it becomes like we need to re recreate the solutions for that particular sensors and devices. 
This makes the um, managing the solution clumsy. So with IoT Things Graph, so we are able to use the models across, like since the model is constant, we can use the same model. Only thing is the interface will be different for the different of the different regions. So AWS Things Graph enables an integrated and secure connected home experience. This is easy and flexible to build and maintain. So this is the benefit of Things Graph. And other engagements, what we have with the same smart home solution. So we have different adjacencies which we are working on. Uh, they are retail, hospitality, insurance, life sciences. In retail, we are looking for the smart stores where we'll be working on uh, I mean, uh, we are working on smart stores where we need to manage the uh, employees within the store. We need to manage where the crowd is and then manage, manage the employees so that they can serve the customer easily. And they, sh they need to work on <coughs> the environment and uh, monitoring, which the smart home solution is having the platform for that. And we have hospitality, hospitality management, where we have uh, the same personalization and then other features, which are similar to cost, uh, smart home uh, framework. So we can, we can be re reused in hospitality. We have insurance and then life sciences. Life sciences works on uh, remote monitoring of the health, uh, healthcare systems and then predictive maintenance of uh, life, I mean, healthcare systems. So leveraging AWS IoT services for building customer-centric, scalable pro production-ready business solutions. So we are using ThingsCraft, and this is what we have for the ThingsCraft. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Please visit our TCS booth at uh, booth number 726 to see a demo of what they have built on top of ThingsGraph. Next, I want to introduce uh, Bharat Lingam, who is the CEO of uh, Xcube Labs, which is uh, a partner at Amazon Partner Networks. And uh, Bharat will be talking about how they have used ThingsGraph for industrial IoT applications. Thanks a lot, uh, Pushpak, and thanks for the wonderful uh, presentation, both of you. I'm so excited to be here, guys, and thanks for joining us uh, here today. <clears throat> uh, you know, it'll be exciting to talk about how this, you know, wonderful new technology, the IoT Things Graph, is making life easy for all of us. Uh, a little bit about uh, Xcube Labs. We come from a product engineering heritage. We built a reputation around being able to build high, you know, high scale, high performance uh, uh, solutions. And then a lot of the Fortune uh, 500 uh, companies started reaching out to us and asking us to do this thing, you know, for them, for them as well, right? So what we do is. Um, we uh, build what we call digital native enterprises, which is primarily enabling uh, most of the traditional enterprises to behave like you know, uh, internet uh, companies where your entire operational strategy lives in your code and where by changing a piece of code, you're actually creating a change in your uh, you know, operational strategy, right? Fundamentally, uh, you know, creating organizations where gigs are in inheriting the world, right? So. <clears throat> We have uh, over, in, over 650 employees uh, 
globally uh, presence in uh, US, Europe, and uh, uh, you know, Asia. And the reason uh, why we're here is because uh, over the years, uh, we build a vast amount of expertise uh, building uh, IoT uh, projects. Uh, we build uh, IoT projects across multiple industries, whether you're talking about uh, connected buildings, connected hospitals, smart farms, smart patient monitoring, so on and so forth. Uh, we have uh, more than 150 uh, specialists just focusing on IoT. We built a bunch of solutions on the uh, uh, AWS IoT stack, and we're also an AWS uh, <clears throat> service delivery partner on uh, uh, AWS IoT Core, right? And the good thing is that uh, we have very strong reference architectures and a lot of uh, jumpstart toolkits that help our customers to get started you know, very, very uh, quickly, right? Um, uh, great. <clears throat> so uh, why am I here? Uh, because I want to talk about, uh, you know, the challenge around uh, fluids, right? Because if you look at uh, industrial fluids, um, uh, the overall expenses on fluids, whether you're talking about oil or, uh, you know, water, so on and so forth, is more than uh, $2 trillion every year, which is basically quite huge and bigger than you know, the, the amount of money that is spent on metals, right? And uh, <clears throat> managing uh, fluids at scale also brings a lot of challenges. I'm sure a lot of you guys have watched this movie, uh, Breaking Bad, right? Where Mr. Walter White and Associates, they rob a running train of uh, 1,000 gallons of, um, <clears throat> um, uh, uh, you know, I forgot the, the specific name of the, uh, you know, the chemical, but, uh, so that's, that's, you know, so we, when you have the, um, uh, the industrial uh, fluids, uh, they're subject to a lot of risk. They could be evaporative losses, they could be uh, pilferages, uh, they could be outage of a liquid than you, when you most want it. Uh, there could be a lot of hazards around liquids leaking and, you know, creating health and safety issues, so on and so forth, right? Now, how do you kind of, uh, you know, ma manage all of these, uh, all of these challenges? And associated with that, and uh, which also brings things graph into context, is that um, this tremendous amount of heterogeneity when we're talking about fluids, because A is, um, the, you know, there are a number of different fluids, right? I mean, you'll have like sulfuric acid, ammonium, uh, you know, ethanol, so on and uh, so forth. And um, also, the vessels in which these fluids are stored are also very, very different, right? So basically, you have a lot of heterogeneity in storage. You might use storage tanks, or you might be using uh, pipelines, or they could be you know, used in a boiler, so on and so forth, right? And the, <clears throat> and the important thing is that the liquid needs to be managed based on the context and also you know, how it's going to be used, right? So there are going to be a number of uh, uh, conditions that need to be uh, monitored specific to each liquid. It could be temperature, pressure, you know, humidity, so on and so forth. So what we have is a vast amount of heterogeneity. You're going to have a variety of different uh, providers uh, manufacturing uh, these uh, devices, uh, these liquids, so on and so forth, So, which is an excellent uh, uh, opportunity for us to uh, bring in a solution like, uh, uh, like ThingsGraph, right? So the overall solution would mean uh, you know, sensorization of the vessels, being able to um, observe and monitor these liquids at state, in transit, uh, basically, uh, monitor a number of different uh, parameters, and then uh, being able to kind of get inputs from these parameters and do a lot of uh, you know, assembly. Uh, by that, we mean a lot of pre-processing, aggregation, and things like that. 
and then we send them over to a monitoring uh, cloud where you can do some real-time event correlations, anomaly detection, you know, stuff like that. And ultimately, uh, we're talking about optimization uh, by applying, you know, machine learning by basically uh, doing performance monitoring and things like that. And we are talking about all of this in an industrial setting. So obviously, everything needs to be done with a lot of, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, you know, tender uh, love and uh, care because uh, any kind of change uh, that you impart into the system without taking due considerations you know, can create, uh, you know, unfortunate effects, right? So <clears throat> this is the overall architecture uh, that we uh, put together, uh, leveraging ThingsGraph. So we have a lot of these um, uh, sensors which using a multi-protocol interface bus, they communicate with uh, a local uh, green grass uh, uh, gateway. And then you have the AWS ThingsGraph, which primarily works as an orchestration engine here, gets a lot of parameters. Uh, from green grass be, is able to, um, you know, interpret the inputs. Uh, it's is able to do some, uh, you know, basic uh, uh, rule execution, and then can pass it on to your uh, AWS cloud. And uh, uh, you, and once it goes to AWS cloud, there's going to be further policy administration things like that. And then uh, we're also using uh, AWS IoT analytics as well as uh, Amazon SageMaker for being able to do some you know, predictive analytics here, right? And then uh, when we talk about uh, the IoT uh, things graph being an orchestration engine, it can also kind of work with third-party uh, data sources. It can integrate with uh, third-party uh, data sources and also be able to communicate status back through a variety of communication devices, right? It could be like, you know, big displays that you want to, uh, 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 you know, position in the uh, shop floor. It, it could be, you know, text-based or push notification-based uh, you know, messaging, et cetera, right? <clears throat> and uh, uh, the reason we find uh, ThingsGraph to be quite advantageous here is, uh, you know, one is uh, being able to handle the whole complexity management, right? So uh, the, the amount of complexity involved here is monstrous. So by being able to use ThingsGraph, you can manage the uh, complexity at a high level by being able to classica classify devices, being able to generate hierarchies and things like that. Uh, additionally, uh, the, uh, when we use ThingsGraph, obviously the, uh, the amount of uh, reuse is much, much higher. So what we build in one particular industry or one particular factory could be moved to another factory very, very quickly. And this has all been you know, done and tested, so the reliability is much higher. Uh, uh, additionally, being able to do uh, you know, inflow uh, segmentation, uh, being able to kind of handle different uh, uh, you know, data points uh, differently, things like uh, condition management, et cetera, becomes easy. easy. And uh, overall, uh, the manageability of the whole solution becomes, you know, much, much, much uh, 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 better, right? Because you're going to do some, you know, much faster uh, change management if you want to be able to add a new uh, device or to make a change in the flow or something of that kind. Being able to have a lot of uh, access to uh, what flows are being, uh, uh, you know, have the highest possibility of usage versus the other flows helps you manage the whole uh, workflow much better. And fundamentally, it also, you know, enables you to get rid of the code hell uh, that, uh, you know, is, is concomitant with um, implementing a lot of different devices from different uh, providers, right? Now, I'll take a quick segue. Uh, I'll have my uh, colleague, uh, Sachin, who actually implemented a, you know, a quick uh, uh, proof of concept using uh, ThingsGraph. Uh, he'll kind of uh, talk you through how he uh, did this. Hi guys, this is Sachin Tulla, a technical architect for IoT platform at X2 Labs. 
I am here to demonstrate a simple use case on how we are using the AWS IoT ThingsGraph to develop an industrial fluid management system. For easy comprehension, we can say that the demo includes a fluid level sensor and a bulb sensor. ThingsGraph component actually would monitor the fuel level with a defined threshold. Once the fuel level comes to a certain level of threshold, it would trigger the bulb as an action, as an alarm, to say that the fuel level has crossed the threshold which has been defined. Here are three components for our demo. The fuel tank, the bulb, and the things graph that monitors the amount of fuel in the tank. Things graph is designed for developer by allowing them to easily combine devices and services which can be used as reusable components called models. Models simplify integration of devices and services by hiding low-level details such as protocols and interfaces. We also model the workflow on how data is being shared between sensors, the bulb and the business logic. ThingsGraph models and the drag and drop interface help us to iterate faster and deliver the application in a fraction of time which can be used as quickly market go application. Hi, I'm uh, Shravya Guda working as a senior analyst solutions uh, with Xcube Labs. So uh, I'm here to add more about how do we effectively make use of things graphed from AWS in utilization uh, of an industrial fuel management proof of concept. Right, so uh, yeah, this has the bulb controllers that you see here and the sensor which I'm holding in my right hand and uh, I'll quickly summarize how this works. So ideally we are trying to simulate the uh, level of fuel being the lowest uh, of its threshold by pulling the sensor out of the fuel container which essentially signals to the lights and they get enabled, right? Yeah, that's how the bulb controllers gets enabled when it identifies that the sensor is out of the fuel uh, level. Now, I'm gonna show you how it would work when I put it back into the fuel container. The lights would get off, which signals that, yes, it's back in the full fuel level, right? Thanks, Savia. This is a quick demo developed using ThingsGraph, and this is how it explains how ThingsGraph is useful for the industrial IoT solutions. Hope this video is helpful. Thank you. Hey, thanks, uh, Sachin and Shravya. So, uh, based on the small experiments that we did with uh, ThingsGraph, I mean, these are some of the lessons that we have learned. So, one is, uh, you know, from a design perspective, it enables us to have stronger abstractions and therefore, you know, much better control uh, when it comes to development. Uh, a big takeaway is the, you know, the reduced uh, time now taken to develop the solution, and ultimately. Also, the, uh, the reduced skill level, right? Because you don't really need, um, you know, people who can work on low-level code as well as people who can, you know, understand how to build, you know, a highly scalable system on the uh, cloud. You can have people who can uh, work on abstractions using, uh, you know, what you see is what you get uh, interfaces. And when it comes to testing and uh, rollout, so even someone who uh, is coming from a testing discipline, they'll be able to see how the entire flow uh, looks like so they have better appreciation and better control over the ent entire you know solution and testing cycles become you know much smaller uh, in this particular model and from an end user perspective uh, one thing that we've noticed is that uh, because um, 
uh, again, your end users get to see the entire uh, you know, the flow as to how things are working. Uh, they are able to provide you know, better and stronger uh, inputs, and we see that the training cycles are smaller. And ultimately, uh, from a system management uh, perspective, by being able to uh, change these uh, uh, you know, uh, flows on a real-time basis, we'll be able to actually uh, deliver you know, faster uh, turnaround time when it comes to uh, changes, and it'll be much more easier to add uh, a new device, right? And from a uh, from an you know enterprise-wide uh, rollout perspective, one of the things that uh, we, are, we we observe is that there is going to be more autonomy for the uh, for the uh, business uh, stakeholder. Uh, they don't really have the same kind of dependence on the developer as uh, before, and also because most of the you know the the challenges around the integration hell have been. Uh, resolve, there's going to be more focus on, on data that's going to come out, there's more focus on higher order opportunities, right? And uh, <clears throat> in terms of what uh, we are looking at uh, future projections on uh, things graph, uh, from an internal enablement perspective, we're looking at onboarding 100 of our engineers on uh, things graph over the next couple of uh, quarters. We're kind of revising our entire IoT uh, development uh, methodology by uh, leveraging uh, things graph and evolving a bunch of new services around it. Uh, some of the things that we're doing on, uh, with, with our existing uh, customers uh, is kind of rejigging their, uh, the development platform that has been uh, used and kind of uh, coaching them on focusing more on device assembly versus building more points on the edge and focus more on building stronger data offerings and also be able to uh, you know, you know, experiment faster by being able to uh, increase the array of devices that they can use in the uh, solution. And uh, one other aspect that we, that we are focusing on is uh, primarily asset creation. We are working on creating a library of um, you know, uh, prepackaged uh, model data so that when you, want in, when you want to integrate a new device, it's going to be so much more uh, easier and also focus on niche solutions in this particular area. Right? So I hope uh, you get to implement the things graph uh, uh, solution in some of your own uh, IoT, uh, you know, projects. And uh, in case you need, uh, you know, some more inputs from us, I'll always be around to help you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, Bharat. Um, let, uh, let's switch gears and uh, look at end-to-end uh, -end, uh, use case that was uh, built using ThingsGraph. We did a simple demonstration using a camera, a motion sensor, and a screen that are all connected to a Raspberry Pi that runs Greengrass. The objective is whenever the motion sensor, which is on the top right, this, this white uh, round-looking thing, uh, whenever this motion sensor detects motion, uh, the camera is instructed to take a picture and push the picture to a Raspberry Pi that, and to the screen. And so the simple flow that we have has two steps. Uh, the trigger is the motion detector, which uh, tells the camera, take a picture, which is then passed to the, to the Raspberry Pi and the screen. OK, so this is uh, in without ThingsGraph. The devices are just connected. They do not know how to work with each other. And you need to write a specialized, you need to be able to code them, uh, the interaction between them, in order to get them to work together. In, but how would we take something like that and make it respond to motion such that 
it quickly takes a picture of the person sitting in front of the, the apparatus. Right, and let's do it again. This is, this is the end state that, that we want to get to. How do we do this using ThinksGraph? When you sign up for ThinksGraph, uh, you, you land on the, this is the ThinksGraph landing page. Right? This, will, this, this shows you uh, quick links to getting started by creating a flow, creating, viewing your things. It has links to documentation, API references, and uh, quick user guides that you can uh, use a copy-paste code and get started very quickly. The left-hand side has, uh, is a nav bar that has uh, options to uh, look at all the flows that you have, the, dif the different deployments that you've created, and uh, take a look at all the different things that you have registered in your registry, and the different models that you have access to. Let's start by creating a flow. First, we will give a title to our flow. We'll call it a security application. And we can write uh, some additional comments if you wanted to. Right? After this, when we create a flow, we are taken to a screen that is the main diagram editor or flow editor. On the right-hand side is a library of the different uh, models that are accessible or viewable by me. Uh, some of them I have created. Some of them uh, somebody else created and shared with me. There is also the option of looking at the, the different web service models that are available. In this case, I have a web service model to look at an S3 file, look at the different the daylight. You can create your own models too. You have the full freedom of doing that. The, the left-hand side has uh, options to zoom in, zoom out, right? Uh, entire uh, view of uh, the flow to the canvas, center it, and undo or redo. With this palette and with this uh, canvas in front of you, we can start by creating our applications. The first thing we do is we uh, drag and drop the different models that are relevant for our application. In this case, that ends up being the camera and the, the screen. Right? They are not connected. They don't know what to do with each other. Right? Let me just uh, zoom in and make it easy for better viewability. Now we connect them using the mouse, and it just snaps. Right? The interactions between these two devices have been pre-configured. Uh, and it is fairly straightforward. The message is, camera takes a picture, gives output to the screen, which gets pushed to the screen. Once I save it, I have the option of looking at my flows. I can go back and look at the details, uh, the, the, the different version numbers, the different deployments that this flow has, all get listed. I can also go and edit the flow once I've saved it um, and make any changes and resave them if required. We also have the option of uh, duplicating it or, or deleting it uh, if uh, the flow is no longer useful. But let's start by creating a deployment. To create a deployment, the first thing we do is select the flow that we want to deploy. And this screen allows you to choose uh, different flows that you want to use. Uh, we'll pick the one that is relevant for us in this case, which is the security application. Uh, we will name our flow something that is easy to remember by and too easy to find. Uh, we need to give specify an S3 bucket where the data is stored temporarily. You can always delete it later. And the name of the Greengrass group that I want to deploy my application to. We talked about metrics before. You can enable your uh, setup to generate metrics. But in this case, let's just go with uh, without generating any metrics. Next step is the association phase where I associate different devices or uh, things in my registry 
with the models that I'm using in the, in the editor, right? Uh, ThingsRef automatically populates the list of uh, different things for my use, for my screen. I have two options, uh, screen one and screen two. Uh, I will pick uh, screen one, which corresponds to the setup that I just showed you before, and camera two, which is the camera that is connected to the Raspberry Pi. Going forward, we define triggers. Triggers can be pre-configured, but in this case, I just wanted to walk you through what a simple trigger would look like. Right? Triggers are written in GraphQL, but the core idea is explaining when the flow gets started. In this case, we have defined a trigger called motion event trigger that has a simple description, start flow if motion is detected. And it is uh, code, but it is very verbose. It tells us that if the condition of devices equal to motion sensor emits an event called motion detected as a last event, in that case, start the flow called security flow. Right, I, uh, for the purpose of this demo, I just simply copy paste it uh, into my trigger editor and we create a deployment. Once deployed, it is, it is ready for deployment. It is not deployed yet. So uh, for the next step, we will just choose it. And uh, when we choose it, we have the option of disabling it. If you wanted to uh, bring it back uh, later on for a different application, you can do so. But we will now just deploy it. When we deploy it, uh, ThingsGraph will package all the application-related files and push them to the Greengrass device uh, for execution. It'll take a few minutes. But uh, once you do that, you'll be able to see the application running. You can go to your Greengrass console and check the status of your application. If you're using Greengrass for a local execution only uh, use case, you can also use the different metrics uh, and look at them locally without having to connect to the cloud. Right? You are able to now do uh, orchestration at the edge without needing to connect to the cloud again. Thank you for your patience. Uh, please sign up for the preview at uh, aws.amazon.com dash iot-thingsgraph, iot-things.graph. And if you have any questions, please email us at aws-iot-things-graph at amazon.com. And please complete the service session. Uh, thank you.